Okay. All right. I promised him we'd do this tonight. Now I just have to make sure we're done in... What time is it? 15 minutes. Okay. I just... I still need time to make the kids cupcakes. Okay. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, babe. All right. I just can't get my head in the game. Is it... Is it me? Oh, my gosh. I'm boring, aren't I? Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm broken. Oh, my God. Did he just look right at my stomach? I completely forgot to suck it in. Shit. Oh, my gosh. Listen. I'm officially no fun. I love him. I should be into this. Act like you're into it. Okay. Mmm. He just smacked my ass. I felt it jiggle. Oh, this is the worst. I should have turned the lights off. Why am I not turned on right now? La, 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 la. This week, I'm asking a big, important question that you may have never been asked before. Are you enjoying sex? Like, not just going through the motions, but really doing it for you. In today's episode, I'm going to be giving you six straightforward suggestions that you could start doing right away so that hopefully your sex life starts getting better, like tonight. Make sure you listen to the end because my last recommendation is the real MVP and I have a feeling it's going to surprise you. Recently, I took a little look back at our past 31 episodes together. In episode three, we discussed how many of us were faking orgasms. Then in episode eight, we stomped our feet over all the things that men were doing wrong in the bedroom. Also, boo! But I realized I'd left something out, a very critical part of the equation. I completely forgot to mention the part that we play in it all. I mean, we can't blame our partners for everything, right? Sex isn't a performance. It's not one person trying to impress the other. It's a dance, an experience two people enjoy together. It takes two to do the horizontal tango. Olay! If we aren't enjoying ourselves, it's not completely our partner's fault. And hey, if there's something we could do to make things better, we should be all over it, right? Today, we're taking a look in the mirror and asking ourselves, what part do I play? What can I do to have a more pleasurable experience in the bedroom? I hope that after listening, you'll have some answers as to why things may be less than fabulous and some tools to help your sex go from to woohoo. <laughs> now grab your headphones and get ready to clear some time in your schedule because today's episode is going to give you all the strategies you need to get more ooh la la outside of your panties and bras. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now here's your favourite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. First things first, let's clear one thing up. Wanting to enjoy sex does not make you a slut. It makes you human. It's generally accepted that men enjoy sex, crave it for more than just procreation, and have the end goal of wanting to come. But when a woman says the exact same things, she's now sex positive, promiscuous, or trashy. There's literally no difference whatsoever from a woman wanting to experience pleasure through sex as a man does. In my opinion, if we weren't meant to enjoy sex, we wouldn't have been designed with a clitoris that has around 10,000 highly sensitive nerve endings in one teeny tiny area or the ability to climax at all. So let's just put that to bed right now, shall we? Now you might be asking yourself, why the hell does Jaina care if I'm enjoying sex? Well, it's simple. I care about you and sex is good for you. It's healthy for your body and for your relationships. And I just feel like if you're enjoying it, then you'll want more of it. 
And that's a really good thing. This isn't just about getting off. In a relationship, I think it goes without saying that sex increases intimacy and the feelings of closeness between your romantic partners. But what you might not know is regular sex is linked to lower divorce rates among married couples. In fact, studies have shown that there's a strong correlation when it comes to the quality of a couple's sex life and the length of time they'll stay together. I mean, speaking from personal experience here, I was in a sexless marriage and look how well that went. (laughs) Right now, there are also 12% of married couples who would say that they haven't had sex in over a month and 6% of married couples would say that it's been over a year. Yikes. For the record, of course, everyone has their own idea of normal, but I looked up what the average amount of sex was and apparently it's one to two times per week with couples in their 20s being closer to two and couples in their 30s and 40s being closer to once a week. I was just in Cozumel on a catamaran cruise and I met a group of three couples who were traveling together celebrating a 50th birthday. One of the couples could not keep their hands off each other. They were sucking face like a couple of high school kids. It was actually pretty cute and also slightly awkward. At one point, the man was sitting on the bench in the catamaran and his woman was straddling him as they shared a very passionate kiss. They were right in front of me and I was trying my best not to stare. So I looked over to the side and saw one of the other friends. I kind of looked at her with a wow face and she goes yeah i know they're crazy together they fuck literally all the time i said well good for them how long have they been together they've been married for 30 years i couldn't believe it they were still so excited about each other i would have guessed that they'd just matched on tinder a couple of months ago later that woman who was sucking face and i were talking about my podcast and she said i'd love to do an episode that talks about how your sex life gets so much better after being together for 30 years Isn't that cool? So it actually is possible to be with one person for a long time and still enjoy them? Huh. So I guess if your sex right now isn't great, you might just have to wait another 25 years. Who knows? Outside of relationships, sex is also extremely beneficial to our health. It activates a variety of neurotransmitters that impact not only our brains, but several other organs in our bodies as well. The benefits of sex for women include lowered blood pressure, better immune system, better heart health, possibly including lower risk of heart disease, improved self-esteem, decreased depression and anxiety, increased libido, immediate natural pain relief, better sleep, overall stress reduction, both physiologically and emotionally. Doing research for this episode, I was looking up, how can a woman have better sex? And everywhere I looked, the same three things came up. Confidence, communication, and clear your mind. These were all such broad suggestions. It's kind of like asking a Miss America contestant what she would do if she won, and her answering with, world peace. Okay, any cool idea, but how? So let's get past the broad, obvious answers and go straight to some specific things that you could do to take responsibility for your own sexual pleasure and have better sex tonight. Do you have your notepad ready? Perfect. Because we've had enough foreplay. Now it's time for the climax. Introducing six tips for you to get more enjoyment out of sex. Here we go. Number one, get to know your own body. You can't teach anyone else how to help you reach climax if you don't know yourself. Time to take a course in Masturbation 101 from the School of Self-Love. I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up doing an entire episode on this, so I won't say too much, but you get the gist. Figure yourself out, honey. I hope you already have. Number two, get comfortable speaking your mind. So many women are being honest about their pleasure. My episode three entitled Faking the O-Face covered this in detail, so please check it out if you haven't yet. But ever since I released that episode, it's opened me up for some very 
interesting conversations. I have to tell you about this one guy. He asked me what my show was about. And I said, oh, it's like dating, sex advice, and finding beauty in life's messiest moments. And he goes, oh, what kind of sex advice? I said, well, I do have one episode that's about faking orgasms. You might find it interesting. He goes, oh, yeah, well, I don't know anything about what that's like. No one's ever had to do that with me. I said, I hate to burst your bubble, babes, but I can guarantee that at the very minimum, if you've had sex with four partners, statistically speaking, at least one of them has faked it at least once. He goes, no, I'm really good in bed. Again, I was rolling my eyes. He said, I can make a woman come 12 times. I wanted to say in a year. Oh, wait, you meant in one night. Yeah, that doesn't make that much sense to me. Once I realized he wasn't kidding, I thought, oh, I know what happened here. Some chick probably wanted him to end it so bad. She kept faking it, hoping it would push him over the edge so she could just go home. And now she's ruined this guy for the rest of us. This dude's on some next level shit. Oh, the best was when he saw a photo of me in the orange wig that I wore for a recent photo shoot and said, wow, is that your real hair? And I said, oh, for sure. Yep. It's exactly as real as all 12 of those orgasms that you are giving the women that you're sleeping with. (laughs) I've had similar conversations with other men who were convinced that I was full of shit when I talk about how often women fake it. And I want to say, yeah, I mean, you definitely know better than I do because I'm just an owner of a vagina who has studied the statistics and talks to women for a living. (laughs) What do I know, right? I mean, fuck me. (laughs) Seriously, ever since that conversation, I've asked other people, what's the most you could come in one night? And the answer I've gotten mostly exclusively is, three times. I googled it and apparently 2% of women do have the ability to orgasm an infinite amount of times in one night. Bless your heart. But even if he did do that one time with one woman, it doesn't mean he has the skills to pay the bills every single time. And if I were him, I certainly wouldn't be going around selling women with that promise because if she's expecting 12 orgasms and has to fake it, she's going to be extra pissed. That would be like booking an oceanfront room at a five-star all-inclusive resort and showing up to find out that you're going to be in a sleeping bag on a single bed in somebody's basement in Idaho instead. Did you know that when a woman has sex with herself, she will orgasm 98% of the time? When she's with another woman for the first time, she'll orgasm 68% of the time. But when she's with a man for the first time, the number is only 7%. You heard me right. So what does that tell you? Quite simply that as much as men like to believe that they're sexual ninjas, we hold the key to our own sexual pleasure. I mean, let's be real here. They're only making their best guesses with our bodies or even worse, doing whatever the last girl they were with liked. But we all have our own unique set of cheat codes. Every one of us likes something different. Some like dirty talk. Some find that creepy. Some orgasm vaginally. Lucky you. While most orgasm externally. Some are adventurous and enjoy lingerie or role play, while others want the lights off and clothes on. If you don't give him the roadmap to your pleasure, he's just going to default to whatever his last lover told him she liked. It's true. That's the way men's brains work. If he cracked the Rubik's Cube once with one woman, he thinks he has the cheat code for all women after. But again, we each have our own set of preferences. Now, you might be thinking, Jaina, I tried expressing what I liked and didn't like one night, and then my man's feelings got hurt. He spent the rest of the night facing the opposite direction on the other side of the bed, which was exactly the opposite of sexy. And that's fair. If you're nervous that saying what you don't like will hurt his ego, try positive reinforcement. Tell him as soon as he's doing something that you love. If you're shy, it doesn't have to be dirty. You can just give a simple, hmm, I love that, or, oh, try right here instead. 
You can tell him what you want without pointing out the negative. Reinforce the positive. Then he feels celebrated instead of criticized. Because, I mean, let's be real. Saying, oh, I hate when you do that, isn't exactly a confidence booster. (laughs) When he's touching you, you could show him what you like without even saying a thing. Put your hand over his and direct it to where you want it to be. I'm sure he'd appreciate the help. Remember, without giving a guy the roadmap, how can we expect him to get us to where we want to go? Number three, you have to have confidence. This one is so much easier said than done. I can't simply tell you to love your body. I realize that this takes time. Unfortunately, some women struggle with this for a lifetime and it breaks my heart. If you're someone who struggles to love yourself, can you please do me a favor and listen to the episode called Reasons Why You Need to Start Loving Yourself Right Freaking Now? Thank you. What if I said that if you can't love your body just yet, maybe you can at least accept that the things you are hung up on are quite possibly things he doesn't even notice or care about. When I was first starting out in the makeup industry, I worked with a photographer who did all the promo photos for the escort agencies in the city. They had to have nice photos of their girls for their websites and Craigslist ads. Wow, did I meet some interesting women. After the photo shoot, some of the ladies would hire me for other things or they would tell their friends to book me. So at a certain point, I felt like I'd met every single escort in town. (laughs) They were really great clients to have because they made great money and they were really good tippers. Once I got a booking from an escort who was visiting from out of town, she was going to do a promo photo shoot and then take clients at her hotel room all day while she was all glammed up. I was super curious to see who this woman was who I booked with. So I looked her up online. Immediately, my jaw dropped. She was a turbo babe. She reminded me of Jessica Rabbit. She was a hundred percent bombshell with the most perfect sex kitten features. Driving to her hotel room, I was so excited to meet her. It was like I was about to work with a celebrity. I knocked on the door to her hotel room and her boyfriend opened. Yes, lots of these ladies had boyfriends, typically slimy guys who say they don't mind that their lady does this for work because they end up having everything paid for. I walked into the room, turned the corner and couldn't believe what I saw. This woman looked absolutely nothing like her photos. Nothing at all. I couldn't help but think that my experience was very similar to a man who booked her online. He was hooked by her photos, drove to her room, and even though she answered the door looking nothing like the pics that he fell for, by the time he's at the hotel room, he's so excited at the prospect of having sex, he doesn't even care what she looks like anymore. This woman knew that those guys weren't concerned with whether or not she had lashes on. It was Is she willing to do the things my wife won't do? The moral of the story is he's not paying nearly as close of attention to your hangups as you are. If he really loves you or he really wants sex, he knows exactly what he's getting into and really just wants you to be comfortable so that you two can enjoy your time together. One piece of advice I have is try lighting some candles or dim the lights. It's not just romantic. We look better in low light. Seeing what's happening can be an extra turn on for both of you, but low light is forgiving when it comes to razor burns or stretch marks or things you might be worried about but shouldn't be. Number four, clear your mind. I know this firsthand. I absolutely love my job, but it's stressful. I work long hours on almost no sleep with people having insanely high expectations for me and no room for errors. Stress has affected me on every level of my life. I have a terrible time focusing. My memory is the worst. It's a struggle to lose weight around my midsection because my cortisol levels are out of whack. It's really hard to live in the moment or even more simply just to find time to breathe. Then I have episodes to write and record each week, dogs to take care of. Oh, and don't forget that I need to work out, post on social media. Then my man looks at me with that twinkle in his eye and I'm supposed to just want sex? Sex? 
I can't even imagine what it would be like trying to do all of this with the pressure of being a mother too. My goodness. So why does stress have such a negative effect on sex? Well, the brain is the body's largest sex organ. When we're stressed, our bodies go into fight or flight mode. I'm sure you've heard of this term before, but what is it? Well, it's our body's physiological response to stress. It's the systems that kick in to help keep us alive in dangerous situations or times that we perceive to be stressful or frightening. So imagine you're going for a walk in the woods, you turned around the corner and found yourself face to face with a bear. Your stress response begs the question, do I run or do I put my dukes up? Your heart rate goes up, your pupils dilate, your breathing gets shorter. Pause. Now, can you imagine being turned on in this moment? Could you imagine yourself being nice and lubricated for a fun romp in the sack? Could your brain focus on pleasure? Absolutely not. People with higher pain levels often experience heightened fight or flight responses, which throws the nervous system off balance. Stress, pain, and lack of sleep can all trigger these responses. When you're stuck in fight or flight mode, your automatic functions stop working properly. So if life has been hard, you're running on your last ounce of energy, or you're not sleeping right, and you have 500 tabs open in your brain, and suddenly your dude smacks your ass with a, hey, you wanna, with a nod to the bedroom, sex feels quite literally like the last thing you need in that moment. When in fact, it actually is the last thing you need in that moment. What's crazy is that sex can be a beautiful stress release, a distraction from the worries of the world. It's a great idea to connect with the one you love in times of struggle. But what I'm getting at is that you're not just going to switch channels that quickly. Stress to sex, it just doesn't work like that. You need some time to mentally unwind first to get into a relaxed state because otherwise you're just going to be lying there staring at the ceilings with all those stressful thoughts of the day flipping to the front of your brain and your body completely unable to respond. Meanwhile, he's there working away like, mm, what you thinking about, baby? And you're really thinking, uh, tomorrow's cupcake day and we're all out of icing sugar. This is another reason why foreplay is so important. It's not just for extra shits and giggles. It's because it gives us that time to unwind and get a little bit more focused on pleasure. The whole communication thing doesn't actually start in the bedroom. It starts before the clothes come off. If your man wants sex and you're stressed, instead of immediately saying no as the fight or flight knee jerk reaction, you could say, first, could you pour me a bath? Or let's connect after I take a walk, then put on some relaxing music, do some deep breathing, and hopefully when you come back, your body will be better prepared to let loose and enjoy. Plus, our bodies are strange things that make strange sounds, so as an added bonus, if you're a little shy, music can help cover those up. <laughs> Number five, get on top. When you're on top, you have full control of what feels good. You can angle your body to hit all the right spots. Lots of women are afraid of being on top because they worry that it's not as flattering. But trust me. Trust me when I say this. No guy is worried about a little extra tummy when he's inside you with boobs bouncing in his face. Let's put it this way. If you gave a kid $50 to spend in a candy store, do you think he would notice or care if the floors needed sweeping or the paint on the walls was peeling? Zone out. Do what feels good to you. Don't worry about him. Trust me, he'll enjoy the show. Use your man as your own living, breathing sex toy. He won't mind one bit. It's actually a major boost to his ego knowing that you get so much pleasure from being on top of him. 
Now we've come to my final recommendation and for sure my favorite. You might be surprised unless of course you're already hip to this, in which case I know you're going to be saying preach Jaina because this is one of those if you know, you know kind of things. You know what I'm saying? Number six is do it high. <gasps> of course, everyone has a different response to THC, but if you're the kind of person who has a lot of hangups about your body, a busy mind, a stressful life, then weed has the power to help you with all of that. Okay, so this is kind of really embarrassing. I'm such a dork that the first time I had high sex, I cried afterwards. Yep. I literally bawled my eyes out. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed by how good it felt. And then when my ex noticed, he asked, oh my God, why are you crying? I said, because some people will have to go their whole lives without having ever felt that. <laughs> what an empath I am. <laughs> I wanted to tell the world. I mean, I am someone who has a lot on her mind. It's really hard for me to unwind and relax. So being high just worked wonders. The best way to describe it is, when you're high, you're not worried about how anything looks, what the other person is thinking. It's like your brain is completely empty and the only thing you have to focus on is what feels good. Best, Best feeling, feeling ever. ever. It might take you a couple of tries to find the perfect strain for you, but I recommend not getting too high that you can't move and an indica dominant tends to give a body warming euphoria before melting you into blissful relaxation. So try that. I'm not making this up. When I asked my IG family, what are things you think you could do to make your sex life better? One woman replied with, I got high with my man for the first time in 12 years. I finally let it all go and had the most amazing sex of my life. Obviously, I'm not a drug addict, but it really helped me to forget my anxieties and just enjoy the moment, skin to skin, move by move. My mind was blown. I can't believe it took us 12 years. I'm telling you, man, it's worth a try. I'm so passionate about this. I can't believe I'm going to admit this to you. I even bought weed gummies for my parents and told them to try them before bed. <laughs> Except my mom called me the next day and said, Jaina, that stuff you gave us was so strong. I took some and I fell right off my yoga ball. I fell right off my yoga ball. I could have hurt myself. I said, well, no one told you to take it and get on a yoga ball, mom. What the heck? Of course, there have been lots of studies that have been done about this. And one of them, they said that many participants found that cannabis helped them relax, heighten their sensitivity to touch, and increased intensity to feelings, thus enhancing their sexual experience. While others found that cannabis interfered by making them sleepy and less focused and had no effect on their sexual experience whatsoever. So again, try it out. See what kind of strain works best for you. They also said that out of the 28 participants who reported difficulty reaching orgasm, 14 of them said that it was easier for them to reach orgasm while using cannabis. So that's 50% of the people that it helped. That's worth giving it a try. I don't smoke weed regularly at all. But if I am going to pop a gummy, take a pill, or take a hit off of a pen, I'd prefer if it's going to be before sex. Oh, and if you're single and curious about all of this, try it before pleasuring yourself and call me in the morning. You're welcome. All right, now that we're at the end of my advice, here are some of the responses that I received when I asked my Instagram family what they thought they could do to have better sex. Make better choices in who I sleep with because I see red flags and then I do it anyway. I like that self-awareness. The first step is admitting it. <laughs> Him, he needs to do better. He's the one with the tool inside of me. He should know how to use it. I totally get what you're saying. But he's only skilled in how to operate his tool, not yours. You need to give him the manual so he knows how to turn you on and get your motor running. If you've properly explained yourself and he's still clueless, then yes, it is a ham problem. Or maybe you need to communicate more clearly. Don't give up. I need to be more vocal or maybe pay more attention to the blowjob scenes when I'm watching porn. Sure, watching porn can give you ideas, but remember... 
Everyone there is being paid to act like they're enjoying it and your man might like something completely different. If you want to know what works for him, here's a hot tip. Try asking him to pleasure himself in front of you. Then you could see how he moves his hand and you could try replicating that instead of the porn. What if he can't get it up? Is it me? I hope once you heard me talking about the brain being the biggest sex organ that you can understand that a man could have a hard time not getting hard for so many reasons besides you, boo. In fact, one thing that can prevent him from getting hard is simply the stress of feeling like he needs to get hard. I'd say rather than putting the pressure on him or making him feel guilty, just say, ooh, it looks like it's all about me tonight and then politely push his head under the covers. <laughs> well, that's all for time for today. I hope you enjoyed these tips. No, I hope you enjoy them later. If you try something that I recommended and you want to give me your feedback, I'd love to hear from you. And I promise to never ever say your name or post anything that you don't want me to. This is a safe space. I pinky promise. <laughs> now, if you found this episode to be helpful, can you pretty please share it with a friend? I hear every time you do, you significantly improve her sex life, thus helping her to enjoy more meaningful connections with the partners she chooses, increases her self-esteem, libido, and immune system, lowers her blood pressure, and just might even save her marriage. No pressure. (laughs) Thanks again for pressing play. Now, please go be your sexiest, most fabulous self, and don't forget to spread that badass Big Lash energy everywhere you go. Goodbye. Close, that's why I'm yelling, damn Jane. Would you feel me?